Well, good evening, and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, well, I'm here for a start. And young Ricky's here as well. And of course, Paul Thorpe's here as well. Hilda jibbed out because he's playing rounders. That's a girls' game, isn't it? everybody welcome to football bloody hell and uh the two boys are with me uh thorpey's here all right old dog good evening uh yeah very well thank you yourself yeah not too bad i've been battling with zoom this afternoon but i think we seem to be okay so keep your fingers crossed and rick you're here you're all right old dog uh yeah i'm i'm good thank you uh no technical difficulties this end good glad to hear it the fact that you don't know anything about it anyway makes nothing doesn't make any difference really, does it? It's happy coincidence. <laughs> I think it's better not to know anything than to know it all really. But anyway, there we go. Anyway, um, football bloody hell, we're here again, and um, it's quite an interesting sort of situation at the moment. Everybody's beginning to kind of get a bit excited about it because their teams are reporting back for duty. I mean, did you ever report back this early, Thorpey? The earliest I uh, actually came back was when I was at Trowbridge Town. We came back on the 16th of June, one day after my birthday, and I just never and never understood that one. But um, yeah, 16th of June, and he had flooded an area at the bottom of the field uh, where we did uh, 100 knees to the chest in a boggy area, and also 100 sit-ups in uh, <laughs> a nice boggy area. So that was a welcome back uh, that I don't ever want to see again. But yeah, normally it's around, you know, uh, sort of uh, early part of July and, um, um, yeah, so, and then, then, you, then you sort of like get a good hard uh, physical side to it and then, then you start getting into your pre-season games. But, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a strange one. The 16th of uh, June was, um, you know, never been, never been so fit. <laughs> so, uh, an interesting one. But, so, uh, Thorpey, the rumours that you used to turn up 30 minutes before kickoff in the first game aren't true. <laughs> Some might want me to be late, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. OK, we'll, we'll put that rumour to bed. But obviously, Absolutely. the fact that the World Cup is uh, in, in this peculiar time of November uh, is why I suppose teams are going back that little bit earlier. But... Um, you know, do you think it's a good good idea, the timing-wise, of the World Cup, Paul? I mean, from a heat point of view, they've obviously got to do it, but, I mean, um, you know, it's it's a bizarre it time. It didn't really make much difference with it. It doesn't really make much difference with the heat because they've got air-conditioned uh, stadiums over there and it's it's the most going to be the most unique situation, I think, that, um, you know, we're going to experience over there. OK, the games, you know, we, we don't know how the ball's going to fly in this 
this air conditioning, but players have to get used to it, won't they? Mm. You know, the pitches are going to be, uh, they're, they're like a mixture of uh, artificial and, and grass, I believe. So it's going to be a unique experience, you know, what the way the Qatarians, you know, are going to actually bring it to the forefront. How will fans are going to be accepted there with their, their rules and regulations that they're going to have? Because we have to respect the, their, um, you know, uh, their, their authority, you know, in their religion and things like that. So it's, um, it's, it's going to be a really, uh, you know, different experience. Is it strange to have it that time of year? Absolutely, because normally we have it finished by the end of the season. We then go into camps, and now all of a sudden we've got a situation where, you know, the the, the football season is going to go on halt. We then got to go through like the allow the, the players to have their uh, time with the international team mates. So how they're going to bring that together is going to be interesting, and I actually do feel for Gareth Southgate because although. You would say, well, he's had enough time. You know, he's had enough time to actually get uh, used to this, the, the situation. It's going to be a unique experience for him as well. And uh, it's going to be a bit of an organisational nightmare trying to get everybody there. You know, and uh, hopefully we don't get any bad injuries before. Because if, if, we, we, if history sort of like does its normal trick and repeats itself, normally an important player gets injured for the England side, doesn't it? But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I am sort of like um, excited because um, I feel that we will, instead of being absolutely shattered at the end of the season, I think that we'll be in the, the middle of, of, of our um, our season. So we should be really hit, hit the ground running. And I do not want to see any slow play as regards to uh, being inside. I think we really have to bring the tempo up. You know, if I had one bit of advice for the, for the manager uh, and he would listen to me, uh, it would be let's bring the tempo of the player because, you know, as we've all said in the past, the uniqueness of the Premier League, you know, and the continental players do struggle with it until they obviously bed themselves into that that, that way of life. Um, you know, is unique to to the world football, and I think that uh, we we could give ourselves a better chance if we stop playing like trying to play continental football and start playing like we normally do in the Premiership. Mm. Well, I think there's a, bit, a lot of support for that theory as well. What do you think, Rick? It's difficult to actually, uh, for me to comment on the World Cup, just looking at it and treating it as it is, because I think the whole situation with this year's World Cup is an absolute disgrace. So it's, it's a bit difficult to get enthusiastic about it. I mean, Try and go into it with a view it with an open mind and whatever, but it should never be played there. It should never be played at this time. It's a sport washing exercise, so it's very difficult to. And it's also the last throw of the last, even more corrupt than the current FIFA legislation. The last set blatter is the dregs of his his regime, and we all know what that was like. And it's just a circus. It's it's an appalling situation I think the World Cup this year but um, everything else I agree with Thorpe <laughs> it's, it's oh, going to be strange isn't it yeah I, I absolutely totally agree with you on, on, on the actual set player. let's not leave Michel, uh, Michel Platini out of that one exactly well, because, yeah. you know because he's, he's constantly moaned about English football for years and years and years 
you know, and he was also, uh, you know, known his fact that he, you know, that he was uh, taking bungs as well. Yeah. So I think that the, that whole regime needed to be freshened up, and I hope this, the new guy in charge, you know, is is, um, you know, this open and on, uh, open and transparent, as they call it, uh, you know, and, uh, in everything that he does, and really leads forward and making sure that football comes to the next generation in a really healthy state. I think he has got a huge job. And I hope that, um, uh, listen, uh, it's great to see the football going global, but the way it was done, it was nothing short of absolutely disgraceful. And um, when you consider, like, you know, that we've not had one also since um, 1966 um, with, the, with, our, with our infrastructure all in place, we did a most fantastic job with the Euro 96 and still we do not get a chance, an opportunity to hold uh, the world governing body's biggest tournament. But then again, after what happened last year at Wembley in the Euro final, can you, can you blame them for being a bit reticent? I, yeah, yeah, I can blame them because, listen, we're, it's, a, it's an isolated incident. Listen, we, we've been, English football has been involved in some of the most horrendous um, scenes uh over the years, you know, there's High Saw, there's Hillsborough, you know, but what we can do, you know, is is hold it. But, but we also do, you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but we do learn from our mistakes. And I'd, I'd like to think that the, um, the situation that was held there um, will, will, will not happen again, you know. But you know, the other thing as well is, you know, you, you just can't keep blaming the... the the, um, the police, you know, the, the fans got to take responsibility yep. for their own actions as well. You know, and they, if they see a door open, it's not all just, you know, like a thousand people run through it thinking they're going to get a free because they're putting other people in danger. I mean, if nothing uh, that we, we learned from Hillsborough and uh, and also the Heusel is, is, is the fact that, you know, we do not need people running into areas that they shouldn't be in and they have to take their own responsibility. You just, just can't blame uh, drink, you know, and uh, the, the passion, the passion to follow your, your international or your club side to put other people in danger. So, you know, I think society needs to to look at that, and uh, you know, you've got to take account for your own actions. And if you you put go the wrong side, then you don't deserve to go and watch another football game. I don't, I, I think. Did I imagine it? But, though? Isn't um, isn't Blatter and and Platini on trial at the moment, and they had to stop it because. Uh, uh, Mr. Blatter was having a, a funny five minutes or something. I mean, did I imagine that or not? No, I think that is true. I think he's uh, un, unwell. Um, Convenient, you know, I've got, isn't I've it? Got, I've got absolutely no time for the guy at all. And no. uh, he, Platini is not far behind it. The most amazing footballer. Um, well, that's the thing. Him. Platini always gets cut some slack because he's got that history of being a good footballer. You know, it, it, that doesn't that doesn't um, let you off the hook. With <laughs> no. Absolutely not, you know, and uh, to do it for his own wealth and uh, and being and, and uh, to, to use to use football is what they've done. They've used football, you know, as a political statement, but also to to line their pockets. And I think that's absolutely disgraceful. And uh, I've got no time for the people that do that. You know, it's a beautiful game. It's a game that's given me some most amazing memories. You know, even at the, the level that I played, and um, you know, I. I Absolutely adore the game, and for people to sort of abuse it like that is, uh, you know, I've got no time to throw them out of football. And uh, 
I think they should, I, I honestly do believe that they should be tried, you know, I think they should also be spending time behind bars, you know, and uh, the French people, he's brought, he's brought the French Federation and the French uh, people and the football clubs of France into disrepute, and I don't think they should forgive him for that. Mm. No, no, I totally agree. No, well, uh, we'll leave him to get on with it, anyway, because hopefully Mr Blatter will be ending up in jail, as you've just requested, so uh, if he's found guilty... Um, but there we go. Yeah. Um, let, let's, let's talk about Yeovil for a minute because there's quite a bit going on at the moment at Yeovil. Um, and I'm, I don't know if you boys are totally aware of what is happening, but um, looking at the website, I mean, first of all, we've got Ollie Holbert signing on from uh, Bristol Rovers, I think I'm right in saying. Um, I don't know much about the guy. Do you know a lot, Paul? No, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested. I'm always excited. I don't like to know too much before uh, we start seeing the pre-season games. I like to have an open mind. So I, I tend to sort of like, I do have the odd little look, but um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm just excited to get to the actual games, to be honest with you. Well, apparently he's a 19-year-old uh, forward. Um, he's played uh, a few loan spells at Gloucester City and Hereford. Um, uh, throughout his time in the National League North, Holbert struck nine goals in 32 games. So uh, prior to that, he also enjoyed a loan spell at Cardiff Metropolitan University, where he scored 14 goals in 23 games. So it sounds as though he knows roughly where the goal is, doesn't it? Absolutely. They've also, I believe, got... Um, says here, delighted to announce the signing of Malachi Linton on a two-year deal. That'll for... probably be Malachi Thorfinn. Malachi, is it? I think so. Oh, well, well, e either way, we can we can argue that that that. You know, <laughs> so um, we'll yeah, have a co-commentary pronunciation. Whatever way you want to put it, you know. Um, yeah. He's a 21 year old joins uh, from Wickham Wanderers. Listen, if you've been at Wickham, we outstanding uh, stuff that's been going on at that football club. Um, he's a successful owner at Kingsley Town as well, and struck eight goals in the National League. Uh, so I mean, again, there's 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 uh, potential there for for us to have some youth and exciting times ahead of us. Hopefully, talking it's, of... no, it's no coincidence, is it? The two two signings that have been made are both young, hopefully quick forward players, which is what yeah. we were talking about it the other week and yeah. looking at those that were retained and, and those that were let go, and virtually the entire forward line disappeared so it needed sprucing up and you got two young fellas up up the front there i mean that's how they hit the ground running absolutely. yeah no, absolutely you know and and the people i've spoken to are really excited because they've actually are, are agreeing with what the manager's done and actually by keeping the, the what they call the right players you yeah. know and and getting rid of, of what they thought the that hadn't really quite worked so you know at the moment you know he's he's done everything that the fans have asked and uh, also brought in some young, exciting pace. Now, they do will need a little bit of experience there, so it'll be interesting to see if he brings that, or he says, right, I'm going to just chance me luck with the two youngsters, or he brings in somebody with a little bit more experience, or he uses the experience of, of Charlie Wakefield that he's had last season, playing uh, on, the, on the wide uh, and also up front as well. Yeah. And, of course, um, apparently we've uh, done some sort of a deal with Pittards now that they're going to be sponsoring our back-of-shirt and sleeve sponsor they're going to be. 
So uh, yeah, and my, I, can, I can see that Josh Staunton is uh, modelling. I yeah. can see modelling yeah. the new kits as well. He sat um, down. That's not modelling. Get him on here. We need to have a word with this pony. <laughs> well, it would be nice to actually. Um, uh, it would be nice to have a, have a little word chat with him and yeah. uh, see what his views are for the new cup coming season and, and about his new modelling career. Well, we can, I we would can... imagine, I would imagine moving forward, Josh is going to be club captain. But again, yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I'm no better person, personally. Well, he stood in, didn't he? And then he did the manager bit. So I would have thought he's the man in yeah. position. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, he's, he's, listen, he is a leader. That's, yeah. a, that's a four, you know. Yeah. Now, I would put him, listen, we've talked about Man United and Maguire, not a leader, you know. Yeah. Josh is a leader. He's yeah. shown it by his, he's gone by his performances, but his work ethic was absolutely fantastic. And also, you know, he's vocal out there. He's geeing boys on. He well, did he's, a great he, little stance. He's at, one of those players, the, isn't he, that you have in your side and you don't need to give him the armband. He's one no. of those, Those he'll lead anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think, you know, just, just for, it would just be nice for him, I think, to get acknowledged in that way. And I'd, I'd be surprised if he looks anywhere else, to be are honest. You, are you listening to no, this, Josh? No, I you. I hope you are, Josh, because you're getting uh, you're getting <laughs> praised here. Yeah, I tell you, you're going to find it hard to live up to this lot. Well, we have to get it out of the way because mm. we obviously these are things we can't say when he's here. No, no, this is true. So as soon as he turns up, we we'll start rinsing him again. But, um, <laughs> but um, uh, I think it's it's a good word a word too for um, Mark uh, Mark 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 Robinson, the new commercial manager. Uh, you know, to get another a Yeovil Town uh, store, I would have said Pittards are. They've been around for donkey's years, um, yeah. you know. And I think it's 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 right that if you're going to get some sponsors in, get some of the people in the town that have been here for a long time and and attach yeah. them to the club. So well done, Mark, on that one. You've done a good job there by the sound of it. And uh, obviously, Pittards sound pretty happy about the whole situation as well. So that's that's another bit of good news really for the club, isn't it? I think it's important that they they hit the ground running. They need a really we all know you've got to have a good start. Mm. But part of that start is is the fitness side of it. You know, and not letting in late goals. So I think that you know it, it's not easy pre season. They've got fans have got to understand that you put your body through. It's a balance, isn't it? Well, it, it's the most excruciating pain I've, I've ever experienced, and. Um, you know, uh, I did okay a army assault course as well on one of them, and uh, I can tell you it's uh, it, that if uh, but a really good preseason can really put you on a good standing, and if you do get that luck of, of a, an early couple of successes, you know, and uh, a, a good start of the season, the confidence that you can get, and and also the confidence that the team can get by get keeping clean sheets, it's absolutely imperative. That they that they keep clean sheets. You know the season we won the the, the, the treble or the double treble, whatever. And that when I'd won uh, championships at um, at Taunton and at Froome and uh, at other clubs, the goal tally of letting in goals is, is extremely low, and that gives the other players confidence to be able to express themselves in an attacking way, and also the speed of the ball moves around the pitch a lot lot quicker. You know, so it is imperative that um, we keep clean sheets and keep that goal tally down because that alone will, will, will breathe confidence throughout the team, throughout the squad, I should say. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and not only that, I mean, I, I just think... But the, the thing that always amazes me is that you've just said that, you know, it's imperative that we start well. We keep some clean sheets. We get our win under our belts. The only problem mm. is that every other team in the in the whole of the country is exactly the same message being sent out, yeah, isn't but, it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeovil should have an advantage, in a sense. If you look at it one way with the pre-season and everything, the last... Six weeks, maybe two months of the season, there was nothing left to play for. It was winding down. There weren't the exertions of going for playoff places or automatic promotion or even fighting relegation or whatever. So the the players, and we, we've said it's a good thing that um, so many of them are the same from last season, but they haven't really put a shift in since mid-March. So they should be hungry and, and ready to go for, the, for this. But so, something with a bit of purpose... You'd hope that that would incentivise them to, to like, like we keep saying, hit the ground running and, and get mm. back in there. Being Rick, I, 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 a few of those players might, might differ on that comment. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, just, I just mean from a competitive point of view. From a competitive yeah, absolutely, point of view. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe more more mentally than physically. Yeah. Far be it for me to accuse anyone of being on the beach in <laughs> mid-March. I would never suggest that. But you know what I mean? It's, it's that cutting edge, that... Do a do a die thing that wasn't there for such a, because there was nothing to play for one way or the other. So now there is clean slate. Time hmm. to bosh, get on with it's, it. It's a clean shape with a new manager, and also yeah. you know let's not forget Mark Stewart coming as the attacking coach and coaching. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see his uh, take because you know I, I remember speaking to a couple of the players. They said his coaching sessions on on attacking play, just his his body position and where strikers need to be you know is, is they said was second to none so um, that's well he scored a few goals didn't he absolutely he knows exactly where the back of the net is yeah and, yeah um, yeah you know it's like, that, like I kept on going on through my commentary and through through uh, our little podcast as well that position that Gary Lineker position just on the edge of the 18 oh. you know the, sorry the six yard box you know on the on the far post where little tappings yeah. Marcus scored plenty of those but yeah, he yeah. could also score from outside the box so, you know, um, I think that's a, a quite, you know, a quite an important signing. I know he's been trying to get to this football club for quite some time, and now to see him here um, with a, you know, a young manager, um, a young manager that you know comes highly rated. I spoke to Tony about him, uh, you know, uh, recently, and um, you know, and it, it, so it is, it is, it is exciting. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you know, let's, let's let's hope it carries on that way. I've um, I've got an interview actually coming up after uh, we finish tonight with uh, Chris Todd, who's uh, the new assistant manager, and uh, also Marcus Stewart has promised he will do something with me as well. So we can start to put some of those sort of questions to the two gentlemen concerned uh, starting today, really, and we'll see what they've got to say about it. Wow! I wish them all the luck as well. Yeah, well, that's right. But I mean, I've already done one with with uh, Chris Hargreaves, and what a lovely man he is. He's a really nice guy. Um, he's, you know, he seems to have his ideas in the right place. He wants to be successful, and you know, I think he's going to be. I think you know, certainly judging by his, his his initial purchases, that's that's good for the club. And, uh, and and just going back one thing too, when you mentioned about Wickham, um, doesn't it make you kind of sad when you look at? We were in such a position with the guy that now is the money man behind Wickham, and I see in the paper today that he's talking about rebuilding the whole stadium at Adams Park. 
So quite clearly, we've we certainly let one slip through the net there. I think, don't you think? Yeah, and the year they went up to the uh, football to the football league, we actually beat them on three occasions that season as well. Uh, mm. we beat them in the league uh, twice and beat them in the cup as well. So um, uh, we're always fortunate enough in the in the away game to um, get my bo big bonts under the one and. Um, and where we actually won one nil, so it was uh, to beat, you know. So we, yeah, it is. It's it's sad to see us in the situation we are at the moment. Um, seeing that we were alongside at one stage and uh, seeing the development of Wickham. Listen, congratulations to them, mind, because they've run their club in a in a fantastic way. Um, but we we need to emulate that, really. I think. Yeah. Um, Paul, you weren't with us last week because you went missing. AWOL, I'm told. Um, so we haven't really heard your reaction to the yeah, uh, was the uh, Liverpool purchases. Um, so what have you got to say about them then? I'm concerned. Uh, I'm excited for the signings. Uh, I don't think this season um, is going to be easy at all. I mean, there's... The, the gap, I think, this this year will be closer than, than most. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I thought they might have kept Manny and added to the squad as well because I thought he had an exceptional season for us. Um, but they've cashed in. We wanted to get away for whatever reason. But I, I'm excited. But also, I do. I, I do really think it's going to be a lot harder this year uh, for, for people to, to pick up points and um, uh, but I, I do think that you know Man City have, have, uh, have made one hell of a signing I think that they're, to, to me they're the favourites um, Liverpool uh, it, you know I, 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 I'm excited but also wary of where they're going to pick up points this the gap there you've got some fantastic you know young managers coming up uh, now um, Crystal Palace did awesome last year. Uh, Leeds need to do better, so he needs to really, again, he needs to get some early points on the board. But yeah, Crystal Palace will be interesting because they made some. They've got the new car, the new Newcastle come up through, and um, uh, they're making some real good progress up there with the signings as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Not to mention to Aston Villa, of course. I'm sure oh, Rick's yes. just switching. Did, did you miss out on this, Thorpey, last week? Sorry, what's dark, this then? Dark horse. Dark horse for the Premier League title, apparently. Well, who said that? Aston Villa, I the said The Welshman it. up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. The Welsh are going to win the what, World Cup and Aston Villa are going to win the Premier what League. What had he been drinking at the time? That's I what I'm saying. I think progress for, for Steven Gerrard at all success would be top ten. I think top ten finish... I think he was like 12th, 13th last year. Well, they didn't finish very get... strong, did they? No, they sort of he... fell away at the end of the season. I, 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 I truly believe he's got to, be, he's got to hit top 10. He's yeah. got to, I, I think he can do it. I definitely think well, he can do it. Well, apparently he will. Um, yeah, I'm telling well, you. On good authority, he's going to. Good authority. Yeah. There we go, yeah. then. He's uh, yeah. Villa for top 10, then. That's it. Yeah. You know, so uh, and... I think we ought to actually uh, put down our... our um, one, two, three for the, the Premier League Championship um, and down to League Two and see um, and, and uh, see where who wins at the end of one. Well, we better do that well, between... Well, not predicting Leeds to go down again. <laughs> uh, 
we better do that between this show and next week's show. So if we all try and concentrate, some, some homework. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chelsea uh, talking to the top three or four. Um, all right, they've got this new guy in charge now, but but all of a sudden Bruce Bucks retired or resigned, one way or the other. Uh, Maria, whatever her name is, the uh, the lady that does an awful lot of the transfer negotiating, she's done a runner, and so now has Peter Cech. Does that worry yeah, you? Yeah, just seen that. Um, you know, well, it seems a bit. Peter Cech. He, he, yeah, he's really touched obviously to Chelsea. I'm very surprised that he's gone. He was in touch with the players and whatnot. Um, but the, the clear out is is obviously started. So the the the, uh, the owner really. Well, making some sweeping changes. Yeah, absolutely sweeping changes. I mean, I'm not. Um, sometimes sweeping yeah, changes mean, make a difference, don't they? But on the other hand, they make. It's a question: of these to be positive differences or negative differences? Uh, we shall see. Well, only time. Only the yeah, only time will tell with that. I mean, they're on about possibly is it signing a uh, Delic or um, with, with with a swap with uh, Tina Werner? Yeah. But uh, again, Delic has been um, bounded around for the last few years. It's the last World Cup, and um, as this up-and-coming star, you know, if he's gonna if he's gonna make it anywhere to become and really show that he's this up-and-coming star, it has to be in the Premiership. Yeah. You know, it's um, listen. We, listen, we all know that there's some good leagues out there. You know, some very good leagues. But if you if you want to be known, you've got to hit the big time, and that is definitely in the Premiership. And to see how really good this guy is, um, there's some talk about uh, him and uh, say since the last World Cup, you know, and since then he's not really shown, you know, to be one of the most outstanding defenders that we wish we thought he was going to be doing. Well, it's that that Ajax crop, isn't it? They mean the main ones, uh, yeah. and uh, Danny Van der Beek, Donny Van der Beek yeah. rather, and, and none of them have really, really kicked on for one reason or another. So uh, you know, but like, like you say, it, it could be the could be the move he needs to actually uh, to make that. Yeah, and also who are they going to? You know, they, they, obviously they got rid of Lukaku again. He's, he's obviously fallen out of the manager. He's then now gone back on loan back to uh, uh, Inter, and um, uh, you know, so that that's going to be very very interesting to see how how Chelsea's up because he can't have a bad season. He literally cannot have a bad season. Either. Well, they need to get defenders in, don't they? Because they, they've, they've lost two boys to Barcelona. Yeah. The full-backs yeah. are talking about leaving next season. They've got Thiago Silva. And and other than that, the, the cupboard's pretty bare for Chelsea. Mm. So, again, there's a, you know how are they going to afford? Because, it's, again, it's all right having, having a, a big squad. We've always said this before. It's, like, you know, it's, it's fine having a big squad. It's fine having a good squad. But you've still got to knit these players together. And that's yep. not easy when you make so many changes. It's very, very difficult. When we talked about when Yeovil were okay, like we, we need to rebuild again, we need to rebuild again, we need to rebuild again. But and that's that's where the manager did a great job because he made a competitive team. You know, when it wasn't right with the older boys, he brought in some youngsters and he really worked in, on the on the training pitch with them to, to, to create um, a solid team. And you could see the development. Okay, it didn't quite work out in the end. Maybe that youthfulness just was a bit too much for the guys. Uh, maybe they did need that little bit of experience alongside them as well. Well, that's going to be interesting to see how, how um, Chelsea start because, you know, it's not easy knitting these players together, especially with all the egos. You know, Lukaku's obviously got a back, 
a massive ego, isn't he? Because uh -huh. he was having none of it, and that showed his performances. His, uh, you know, his body language was not was not good. Well, that, they're um, they're another side that sort of limped to the towards the end of the season, yeah. didn't they? Because that they, they were in contention at, at Christmas for the title, and then if they hadn't had the advantage that they had in the in the Premier League, they might well have missed out on on Champions League football this season. The way that they yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think though that if if um, some of the shall we say the star England players are going to we're not just England ones or any of them in the World Cup. If they have a bad start to the season, it's all going to be blamed on the World Cup, rather than you know, you're just not trying and you're not good enough. Oh, no, no player at the top of his form now can afford to have a bad season. Mm. Not with the World Cup. If you if you if you like want to be known as a superstar, a legend, or like this, this is a time when you've got to pull your finger out now. You have to really hit, you know, you've got to start well, you've got to build up to that World Cup, and you and you have... It's going to be interesting about two, three weeks before, you know, the end of the season, and oh, the, the, sorry, the stop of the season, you know, the performances, there's a few people that might just sort of like tail off a little bit and say, hang on a minute, I'm not going to risk an injury. Hmm. Um, you know, we've seen it in the past, but they really, this is a time to really do it now and uh, show your stuff, because... You know, you're on the world stage. It's a unique experience going to Qatar. You know, and if you do get that success, you know, it could change your life forever. You know, we're well, all, all dreamers. There's glory, a transfer window, isn't there? Immediately after the World Cup as well. So yeah, players yeah. That, that hit the heights, they'll be uh, fresh in everyone's mind. Just just oh, on the absolutely. transfer Yeah, and the whole all whole scouting. You know, the world scouting thing will be looking at the World Cup. You know, and yeah. uh, anybody that plays well in that. You know, watch out! They'll, they'll be throwing the checkbook at you. So it's it's a it's a unique time, and um, it's an exciting time coming up to the World Cup. But um, yeah, for, it, for your business as being like the commodity, which is football, then you need to be right at the top of your game. I can see Jack Grealish, Grealish struggling. Summer just don't strike me as the type of player that's going to really battle through when he needs to. But we'll see. I might be. You know, you should have stayed. I, I would disagree. I would, would I would you? disagree with that. Is that why is that why Adrian he left Premiership favourites Aston Villa? Yeah. To to absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This but is, he can't cut it. No, this is it, mate. So you know. And it's obviously no, why I'd be I'd... interested to see if, if if he if if he doesn't get the game time, then he may have to think about his, his, his career at uh, Man City. Because yeah, he needs I, that I think game he'll, time. he'll play more. He'll play more this season. It's it's a Pep's way, isn't it? You have a, that initial season yeah. where you're bedding in, and then yeah. if he doesn't perform this season, then there might be questions to answer. But I, th I think he'll play a bigger part this year than he did last year. I think so, and also you, you've got—he's had a whole pre-season with Pep Guardiola, you know, yeah. drilling it into him, and with his passion for for the coaching side of it. I mean, it's second to none. I mean, he's got the best. You know, they talk about you know the, the, the Liverpool coach. Listen, there's only one awesome coach out there, and that's Pep Guardiola. You know, it, um, Liverpool got some amazing coaches, but the, but Pep Guardiola's passion and his desire and the way he puts it out on the training ground time and time again, just got to look at his record. It's absolutely untouchable. And um, right across world football, and uh, 
you know, he's Grealish is going to get, he's got the best teacher. He's got the best teacher by a country mile. And, uh, you know, as much as I, I, I love our manager, he's, you know, he's, he's really um, second fiddle to Pep. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's right up there for sure, knocking on the door. You know, but Pep's the man. He done a great signing again. And uh, Grealish, I think, will be a massive part of that. You know, he creates chances, doesn't he? You know, yeah. and that, when you, and that's exactly what you want. And that's exactly why, you know, he, he kept pushing with Aston Villa because he, he was a local lad and he did a fantastic job and, um, you know, single-handedly. But now he's in a different situation. He had to learn about being a team player instead of being a, more of a, like an, an individual in a, in, in a hard-working team. And that's a and lot also, to take in. Also, he's competing for a spot, the same spot, as Phil Foden, who is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. yeah that, that, I, I think he, his form <clears throat> tipped, tipped off at the end, didn't it? It sort of yeah. dipped a little bit. And, you know, so this is, a, this is again, this is a massive... Listen, it's a massive season for Phil as well as Grealish, as well as, you know, lots of players. Um... You know, Kane as well. He's got to perform in this World Cup. He can't have a bad World Cup. He's got to be looking for golden boot. And if he gets golden boot, you know, alongside, you know, maybe some additions with uh, goals from like Foden and Grealish in England side, you know, and uh, then, then then we could we could potentially do really, really well. You know, well, but, but they cannot have this um, lacklustre performances like they've had in the recent uh, internationals. They've got to find where these players are and really hit the ground running and you know we we've got to be out so before we get to the welsh game we've got to be already qualified yeah you don't want anything hanging on that game because no absolutely as, not as our esteemed colleague has pointed out he's, he's very welsh now and it, and very it, welsh i it would really make me sad to see adrian happy <laughs> stupid boy pike we, we, um, we, 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 like, we, we, we like the normal grumpiness, don't we? Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> going back to Liverpool, though, Thorpey, um, are you a bit concerned yeah. about the Mo Salah business? I mean, they don't seem to be falling over themselves to sign him up again, do they? He's available now, isn't he? Haven't they said he's available if somebody makes an offer? I've not heard that one, but I'll take you. So I've, not, I've not heard it. I've, I've yeah. certainly not heard that. Um, I think that he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going absolutely anywhere. Or whether they're in cashing on him next season, I don't know. But um, um, everyone's got a shelf life, haven't they? But then you saying know? about form and players' form and whatever, after he came back from the Africa Cup of Nations, what did he score? Mm. One, two goals from open play? Yeah, not, yeah, not much at all. Really fell off the cliff. Mm. And that, that that was the interesting bit, wasn't it? Because like you know, when his form wasn't there, the person who was scoring was Manny. You know, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Manny's gone. Yeah. You know, so he really has to uh, step up to the plate. And also, the more the more players play against a particular player, they they get more used to his movement and uh, the way that he just drops the shoulder and comes inside and drops it again and comes inside again. So, you know, it's going to be harder for him this year. Um, defenders are getting better. You know, uh, we've had some fantastic performances. Brighton last year were absolutely excellent when everybody thought they were, mm -hmm. you know, not doing so well. He came up with some fantastic results. He's a good up-and-coming young manager. He's Can we not talk about well. Brighton? It's quite, Bright, Brighton's quite upsetting. The wounds are still still quite fresh there, Philby. <laughs> well, now, here's a fanciful one. Neymar to United. Now, what do you think about that? 
No tap. No chance. I totally agree. I don't know who ever come up with it, but what a... I mean, he's got to be brain dead. I need to think, A, we've got the money, because we haven't, um, which will bring me on to another subject in a minute, money. Um, but, I mean, he seems to be a bit of a troublemaker. Anyway, we'd be another t taking another well, Paul Pogba, would wouldn't you, it? Why would, why, yeah, why would you just get rid of Pogba and yeah. then invite Neymar in? It's the old-style United thinking yeah. of social media clicks being more important than how good you are at football. So, it's, no, it's nonsense. Yeah. Absolutely nonsense. I, I, I think... Um, what's going on at Man United? That's the big question. Can you not ask really that again, but with a straight what's, face. Stop what's going on? I mean, you've been banded around with so many names, and, and you've hardly made a sign. You've made a sign of you. Mm -hmm. What is going on at that football club? I think there was somebody... I was listening to another podcast. I know, shame on me, but I think there's something in the region of 60-plus players that have been linked with United this summer so far. What is going on? It's crazy. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm like baffled. I'm really baffled. You've got like monetary wise, uh, okay, like the, we all know the Glazers have taken it, and, and, the, and I think the, the, the FA or FIFA step in and stop them taking money out of this country. Like, but that's another thing. But, but what is going on? I mean, they used to be able to be a, such a draw. Now you've got players saying, no, I don't want to come to United. Ericsson, Ericsson, I might not come to United, I might stay at Brentford. I mean that's United uh, what, summed up. In well, one. I, I actually think that's a, that's a good thing for, for him as well as yeah. Brentford and and not be funny as as well as Man United because I think, think that you know listen he's a great player he's an absolutely great player and he could play for Man United but it's not the right signing. You yeah. you are supposed to be going for the elite players that are coming up or the elite youngsters that are coming up through and you're supposed to be spending big. And I'm not seeing it. And I think the Neymar is is a desperate signing. It's the Peter Crouch. But no, it's, it's not the... It's the um, Carroll signing. Oh, Andy Carroll. It's the little yeah. Andy Carroll signing. You know what I mean? I think that that is it's a desperate signing. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm going more... I, well, I, I think, I think you're I'd taking love, the love, piss by, by being serious about it because there's no way that's going to happen. It just no. won't. It won't happen at all. So you know. Would I like to see Neymar in the Premiership? Actually, I would like to see Neymar in the Premiership. Like no, but but okay, I'd like to Man see United. him messing up someone else's club, not not mine. Mm. He's not going to be cheap. He's certainly not going to be cheap, is he? And what it's, it's like. I mean, I hate to be a curmudgeonly old man yeah. or whatever. But what value for money would you get? Yeah. Do you think you could spend a quarter of that and get a, a player who would be as effective? It's yeah. just for selling shirts, and and United don't need that sort of thing anymore. Well, commercially, you would make you'd make quite a lot oh, of yeah. money because you know out, out of that signing alone, you would make yeah. commercially it'd be it'd be unbelievable. But but you know, at the end of the day, you want to you want to get back to where you were. Yeah, but we thought what, that with you know, Pogba, you, didn't we? And it never worked. I mean, you know, we well, there was no yeah, plan you, for Pogba. You, there was you no can't always. Yeah, but listen, when Ferguson was in charge, he made some signings, and then some of them did, you know, Vance, Sebastian Veron, what a player. Yeah. When he played for Man United, what a disappointment. Mm. Yeah. What a disappointment. But then every time he played for, for, for his national side, you know, and he, and he, and he played elsewhere, he was fantastic, like, you know? Yeah, well, perhaps that's it. The, the point way. is they, they, they come to the Premier League and they can't hack it. You know? I mean, Pogba you, could hack it, could he? Adrian, the, the, the truth of the matter is, that unless unless he comes to United 
you're never going to know that answer. You know, he could come up to United and he could score 30 goals and then you'd be going, what a player for Man United. What a great... Oh, I said this was wrong, but it wasn't wrong. And, oh, uh, bloody he's, yeah, why they signed him? Yeah, but, listen, know. he's not Welsh, though. That is the problem with Neymar, anyway. <laughs> he's not Welsh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, listen, you, you need to, you need an ex Yeovil uh, Town player, don't you? <laughs> for the World, <laughs> well, World team at Man, at Man United. Are you hey. putting yourself forward then on what thought be? <laughs> no, definitely not me. No, no, no right, right. I'm, okay. talking about, I'm talking about a certain striker. Yeah. <laughs> He's going all right. Yeah. But listen, um, the Glazers, you touched on it just then. I mean, I think it is absolutely disgraceful the way they are conducting themselves and they're just robbing the club blind. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It needs to be stopped. They need to be turfed out. And I see that um, one of the groups are planning another uh, demonstration on Ten Hag's first game. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. the first friendly or the first league game or not, but um, that'll wake a few people up. They, they, they're, not, they're not bothered in the slightest. They'll, no. take, they'll take another £50 million this year. Um, they'll take another 50, 60, 70 million next year. They're That's the essence bothered. of what um, Richard Arnold said, wasn't it, in that, yeah. that conversation with the Pope? They're yeah. not scared. But, but then he also, he, also, he also said about, oh, it's no point affecting the sponsors, which to my mind, and I mentioned this last week, that I think that's the correct approach if you're going to get to the Glazers and get rid of them, because they're a virus. They should never have been allowed. That whole leverage. Have you noticed how the Chelsea one, and various other takeovers now have got conditions in them that you're not... It's illegal to have a leveraged buyout, which is exactly what United had and mm. is what's lumbered the club with these people. But they just, just took another £11 million out of the out of the club this season. The, the debt is now £500 million. It is not how you run a business. They're just bad businessmen for a start let alone football people. They're just bad at running business. At what point does it become unattainable, though? I think, hang on a bit, Rick, I think that's slightly wrong because much as I'm with you as far as they're concerned, but you could, yeah. you could argue that the way that they have manipulated the club and the whole buying uh, structure is very yeah. clever because they've managed to buy the club No, they've exploited a loophole and that little mate... Edward Wood helped him do it, and that's so he com completely unqualified with anything to do with football. Not to run the biggest football club in the world for far too long. It's not clever. It's deceitful and it's disingenuous. And I, I, I think football needs to these sort of people not to be involved in the game. How come, like from a United supporters' point of view, the thing that irritates me a little bit is the fact that you look at. Uh, the Newcastle and Man City situation. They're state-run clubs. You look at the American owners that Liverpool have got, they're doing a good job with their whole money ball thing. And then you've got Abramovich at Chelsea. How come all those people, and they've underwritten those clubs, and they put money into them, and the clubs have caught up with United and gone past them, how come United gets stuck with Islam? The one group of owners that are completely unfit for purpose, and they come to come to United it's, that makes it worse it is, it is. I mean looking at, at this, you know joke about it as a Liverpool fan but it's, it's disgraceful it's disgraceful yeah. that they could be allowed to manipulate a football club 
Because yeah. ultimately, this the debt is getting bigger. What, yeah. what, at what point does does the actual banks go? Actually, no. You know, you're now going to be in administration yourself. Mm. Now that would be that would be unbelievable. But that is potentially what could happen. You know, if it gets to the point where they, because they're not interested in, they just want to keep lining their pockets. That's all they want to do. But can you, you know, can you and, remember and, how much they paid, Rick, initially when they how bought, much they paid? Yeah, initially. Uh, was it three hundred and seventy-six million or something? Ballpark wow. around that. Well, Cheap. you know, well, if all right, yeah. so they're, they're, they haven't paid a penny of it back. They've serviced the loan. They yeah. made the interest pay. But they don't. And that loan is now up to five hundred. They don't want to give it up because obviously it's it's a it's a like a tap and it's just yeah ticking it's a away. Cash cow. That's all it is. But yeah. having said all that. Wouldn't you? I mean, I'm just thinking. Maybe, maybe I I think about these things different to some people. But I think if I was in my in the Glazer shoes, I think I'd be thinking, well, you know, we've pulled it off this long, and people are getting really pissy now. Um, mm. You know, maybe maybe now is the time to sell because if they only paid three hundred and seventy six million or whatever it was, they're going to sell yeah. the club for more than four point two billion because that's what Chelsea got. And we're worth more than Chelsea. So you'd think that if they were to sell it now, I mean, they would be absolutely, you know, rolling in it, wouldn't they? You know, and, and without yeah. the hassle, you know? I don't know. I mean, Yeah, I do I do get that sort of point. You know, I do definitely get that sort of point. But um, it, it, listen, at the moment, they, you can't see them doing it. Uh, all, yeah. But also, if, if they do, if, if Man United don't start well and they don't... Uh, they don't pr progress well, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's not going right for for Ten Hag. Then, then watch the fans then, yeah. because they will be rioting then. Yeah, you know, this is this is the next. This is the. <laughs> I think this is the last straw. I, I do. I really think that they could be they could be rioting. You know, I love to think you were right. They they will they'll they'll tear, they'll tear. we had it up at um oh we had it Steve had it at Panathinaikos. They were doing so well. They reduced the deficit of the of the um, uh, of the overdraft from eighty, I think it was eighty seven million euros, just right down to about 40, 40 million euros. They've done so well, you know, and uh, the, the team was going well. They got into the Europa League, and, and then they would get, get into um, the Champions League preliminary, and they lost those games. Went into the Europa League. And unfortunately, lost. They lost three games, and that was when you know they started to riot again, you know. And uh, you know, and unfortunately, I was in uh, the Olympiacos game where we were in the middle of a riot up there. So don't say oh, it never happened. Trust you to be at they, the thick of it. That is so typical. But, yeah, isn't it? Well, it was it was, it, 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 it was bizarre, bizarre. The game never even started, and, uh, <laughs> and then they started rioting. Like it was yeah, incredible. Well, and, uh, if you if you turn around and, and and mouth obscenities to these people, they're bound to sort of start having a go at you, aren't they? It's your way. You can't help yourself, can you? You get stuck into a situation, and you're away, aren't you? Mouthing it off there, and and now you've upset no. the whole of bloody. Panathinaikos. I mean, it's not no, good enough, no, is not. it? No, no. We were just watching it, like so. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. But like, I could see, I could definitely see the Manchester United fans um, turning even more so into a volatile situation and um, and writing at, the, at this clubs. And I think that that would be the real message to, to these uh, people. That um, I, I don't want to see that. Of course, I don't want to see that. But 
you know, I, I get your point where they could set up now to probably mm. like four or five billion and, uh, you know, and, and they'd be absolutely quitting, like, wouldn't they? But, mm. um, but I mean, you know, joking aside, I, I agree with you. Otherwise, you're never, yeah, you're never going to get out of this situation at the moment. No. You know, you don't want to become a, a, a mid-table side and people like Brighton take you over, will they, Avery? No, of course not. Have United played Brighton recently? Phil? <laughs> I've, I've forgotten all about that. Yeah, you're a horrible man. Yeah. Oh, my grand, my grandfather would have been like, you know, fluttering his little wings up in in heaven. I tell you, watching that one, absolutely the great people fantastic. Are right about you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Time is oh, marching on, chaps. So could we move on a little bit? Um, Nottingham Forest bought a, a, a striker from Africa or Turkey. Oh. I'm not sure where, but uh, he sounds quite Ooh. reasonable. He's got, uh, played in the Bundesliga, didn't he, for Union Berlin, I think it is. Union Berlin, yeah. He's, yeah. he's got good goal scoring. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, they've got a manager who certainly seems to have the magic touch. I've got a feeling that Forest could do very well this season in the league. Are they going to come runners up to Aston Villa? They might do, <laughs> but they haven't got a lot. Oh, well, of course they have. And I'll tell you what, though, Steve Cooper's a Welshman, isn't he? Yeah, so he is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, there you are. And another thing, whilst we're talking about Welshman, <laughs> um, Gareth Bale going to Los Angeles. I mean, where's he from? I think he might be from <laughs> Wales. Um, okay. But, but I see Vincent Tan has already come up and said he should be coming to Cardiff and. Uh, but I mean, it seems as the way he's worked it out, he's worked it out pretty well. I think nice weather, nice nice environment. Yeah. Um, stay out there, play football for four or five months, and be one hundred percent fit by the time the well, World Cup starts. It's a well trodden path, isn't it? I mean, Beck started it, Wayne Rooney's done, mm. then Stephen Gerrard's done it, uh, Chicharito's out there at the moment, Robbie Keane did it. it you know, it, it's a, it's a nice place to play football and wind down at that stage of your career. I would have thought it was ideal. No language yeah. barrier or anything. I mean, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, he must come up with some deal to... to uh, I think he just, they've just come in there. They knew it was like uh, the transfer to Cardiff was looming. They knew that he was in talks with them. And they seem to have, like, uh, obviously made him an offer he can't refuse, I suppose. Mm. Is, is, it, is it a done deal now, is it? I oh, think so. I They're think looking to extend it beyond... He, I think he initially went in hoping to just sort of, like, get fitness for the World Cup. But the stuff I've been reading today, I think, I think they're keen on extending it far beyond that yeah a lot of golf courses in america yeah <laughs> and he likes his golf <laughs> and talking of wayne rooney and and as as one who's um sadly got far too much timber about me what is wrong with wayne rooney i mean is he ever putting on weight or what <laughs> i mean i can't i can't cr- i can't criticize the man it's it's, it's throwing stones in glass houses isn't it but uh he does seem to be putting on a lot of weight. Do you know who else did that? It just occurred to me, because some players do stack it on afterwards. Oh, Can leave I... me out of it. I know one. You? <laughs> you, you were that shape when you played, so it's so different. Um, Kenny Statham, England left back. Have you seen him? Kenny yes. Sampson, you mean? Yeah. Kenny Sampson. Sampson, sorry, yeah, not Statham. It's yeah. He played cricket. So, yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, that's that's quite a sad story. Because, you know, yeah. Kenny, bless him, he's, he, he, he became uh, an alcoholic. He, he, yeah. He's gambling problems and he's he, he, he literally was living on the streets, wasn't he? So, it's a very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. sad story. 
for um, it was a really nice. I actually met him once, and um, and he, he's a, he was a lovely, lovely fellow. And uh, it comes across. Very recent. Yeah, yeah, you know, just um, it was a, 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 a dude. He was talking, and uh, it was a really humble guy, and um, very sad to see where he is now. I mean, I think a lot of his old pals whipped around and got him a uh, got him a place. I think. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think they. So I'm led yeah. to believe. So, yeah, so hopefully his recovery um, can be be sharp and uh, get him back to some yeah. sort of like normality. Because he was a bloody good left back. Great even if player. I can't remember his name, but he wasn't. Yeah, hell of a great good player. player. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Botman to Newcastle. Any comments? I mean, I'm not even I sure who he is. This bloke Sven Botman. No. Same, same here. It's been fast and furious up there with, uh, again, being linked with lots of players. Nick Pope's I just think that he's... Do, he, he's I tell you what, the Nick Pope signing is a fantastic signing for, for Newcastle. You know, I think that um, uh, they've had uh, some really good signings last season. Um, again, um, what was his name? Uh, Ex-Yeovil player. Bun. Oh, Ed Byrne. Uh, Dan, Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne. Byrne. Sorry, Dan Byrne. Dan Byrne, Dan yeah. Byrne. Did a fantastic job, you know, and um, he's got he's got that club, a really exciting time for them at the moment. And um, again, he still, again, needs, a, you know, he needs to start where he finished off. And um, it's going to be interesting. Again, he's got all these new players. He's got a gentleman quick. He's got to get their lifestyles ready. And, and uh, but when they come out for the first game of the season, they hear the noise of those Newcastle fans, that could be really, really interesting. And um, again, it's going to be exciting. You know, I could see them, if they do start well, you know, again, that's another team that could be ahead of Manchester United. You're a horrible Stupid man. boy. What a load of rubbish. I think, I think, I tell you what, things go well this year for me. I could be bringing this up every single week, lads. Oh, God. Not like you. He must have been drinking. <laughs> I'll tell uh, you what, too. Hilda. That's what I say. Bring back Bring Hilda. Back Hilda. <laughs> Just as a... As a cop, uh, bad cop with you two. I've I, I got to say, though, isn't it? It, don't you think that you've got to agree? It's probably the most exciting like pre, coming up to pre-season because the optimism of, of so many clubs, isn't there? Yeah as well as maybe the revival of, of one of the all-time greats, which is Man United, isn't it? Because if he gets that club running and, to, and, the, and he's as good as he, they say he is, you know, and then he starts bringing in the youth through into Manchester United, you know, again, the optimism is that you're real, real excited for the next few seasons. But it's yeah. still going to take you possibly one or two seasons to really get to where he wants to get to. But... If you hit the ground running this year, he could bring that forward, and next thing you know, we're going. Hey, what was the problem, like? You know, but enough. Stop. No. We've run but. out of time, so shut up. You're talking rubbish all the time, anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's what your show's about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, just one quick point before we finish. Paul Pogba's film on Netflix, on Amazon. What a load of rubbish! Sums up the player in Not one. Oh, not seen it don't tend to see it it is terrible absolutely terrible and on right, that point we have to it. say goodbye thank you very much for joining us everybody listening 
And Paul, thanks for giving us such a lot of rubbish again this week. It's excellent I'm sorry stuff. for the rubbish. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. I, I do apologise for some no, of no, the No, no, no. You keep it coming, mate. It's controversial. <laughs> um, and come on, Wales. Come on, Wales. And uh, thank you, Rick. Yeah, come on, Wales. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, thank you Up to everybody. Um, and all I can say now is, well, football, bloody hell. You've been listening to Football Bloody Hell with Adie Hopper, Paul Thorpe and Ricky Hyatt here on Three Valleys Radio. Thank you.